0: What has happened since I last saw you? I lost my hammer like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self discovery. Where I met you. Welcome to Geek This, my name is Dave Clements and in this episode I'm going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to give you my opinion on the movie, uh, things that I liked, things that I disliked and just so you know there are going to be spoilers later on in the episode but I promise I will make sure that you know before I start talking about them when I'm going to talk about them. So you can pause, you can go watch the movie or you know you can listen and be spoiled. Whatever, totally up to you. All right, so let's go ahead and get started because this episode, um, it's not going to be super lengthy, but there are just some, some things I want to talk about and I'm excited to get started. All right, so when this movie came out, I had to kind of go back and think about the Thor movies because, um... You know when when the first Thor movie was released in 2011, um, I skipped it when it came out in the theater. Um, I actually didn't watch it until it was available on DVD, and um, I wasn't a fan. I, I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't great. Um, and the MCU was just trying to find its footing. It didn't really know where it was going. Um, or at least as a fan, you didn't really see that. You just knew that they were building up to the Avengers. And so it was not a great movie. When The Dark World came out um, just a couple of years after that, um, I was much more invested in who Thor was because of the Avengers. Um, Also, those bleached eyebrows he had, they were gone. So he was um, easier on the eyes. Let's just we'll put it that way so it doesn't sound weird. Um now while I don't think that the dark world was as great as some others did, um I'm I'm looking at some of my friends over at Welcome to Level 7. Um it did place hold an interesting place in the MCU uh because it was one of the first crossovers with Agents of Shield and we were starting to see the MCU really um come together like it was really it was much more adhesive instead of taking different stories, um, different movies, and then attaching them like we did in the Avengers and you know, all that. Um, but going back to Thor, as much as I like Thor, um, I, am a fan of the Thor comics, uh, not as much as David, uh, he is a huge Thor fan, um, But I enjoyed all of the Thor comics that I had read, that I was continuing to read at the time. But for whatever reason, the movies where he was the main protagonist, they didn't click with me. So when I heard that Ragnarok was coming out, I was like, I really want this to be good. And then I saw the teaser trailer for Ragnarok, which means... I was totally sucked in. It was attractive. It was pretty. It seemed like there could have been some good to come out of this movie. And, um, you know, bringing in the Hulk was kind of a bonus. I mean, who doesn't want to see more of the big green guy? Uh, and so I kept my eye on it. And if you've listened for any length of time, you'll know that I have the one trailer rule. I I've, Talked about it many, many times before. So I only watched the teaser trailer and followed it from there. I didn't watch any other trailers. And then the posters started showing up for the movie. And somehow it felt very Guardians of the Galaxy to me. There were brighter colors, this 80s vibe that was going on, um, which from a design standpoint, because I do some design work on the side that is becoming much more popular. Um, eighties thing. I mean, you look at stranger things and the eighties, the eighties, the eighties, it's kind of what's going on, but these bright colors, um, that, that clicked. And that said guardians of the galaxy has a different feel to it. So it was gaining points with me and I was getting more excited even though I wasn't watching trailers. I wasn't seeing um, any of these characters that were going to show up. I knew that Thor and Hulk were in it and I had seen Hela and that was it. So again, like I said, super excited at this point point. and you may be listening going, OK, I heard about the movie, but I don't know what it's about. So let's talk about that a little bit. So in the film, Thor finds himself on a mission to save Asgard and um, protect his people from Hela, who is um, Odin's former right hand. And um, due to events, he ends up on the planet Sakaar, which um, you may remember from planet Hulk. If you are a comic reader um, and as he is, uh, brought to Sakaar. He is thrust into battle against, uh, their champion who happens to be the incredible Hulk. Um, and the problem is he still has to protect Asgard from their impending demise, which is Ragnarok. Now I won't get into what Ragnarok is exactly. Um, be, but, uh, it is a huge, um, world ending thing in Norse mythology. Um, it is the end of life as we know it. Um, Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Um, I would highly suggest um, checking out Neil Gaiman's book, um, Norse Mythology, um, if you want to hear some interesting tales about all of that. But that is an aside. Um, so that's kind of the summary of the movie, and I, I hope that's enticing enough, especially if you're invested in Thor and you like Hulk. I mean, who doesn't? Um but I want to get into the spoiler free assessment of the movie. So from the very first scene, I had this idea that this could be one of my favorite Marvel films to date. Um, uh, you see a little bit of the the first scene of the movie in the trailer with Thor um, in the chains and, and things like that. Uh, What was interesting to me was Thor's opening monologue. It was a great way to kind of refresh everybody with what was going on with him. What has happened since we last saw him in Age of Ultron, which was 2015. Um, And I liked it too because as... You know, I'm huge into character. Um, If you don't know that, listen to some past episodes where I review movies. Um, Character really brings me into the movie, gets me attached. And so connections with characters um, make the movie so much better, uh, even if it's not a fantastic movie. So, yeah, I had this. It made a better connection with Thor. You were almost one on one with him during this monologue and that was really cool and special to me. Now, the director, um, I'm going to probably butcher his name. I hope hope that I don't. Uh, his name is Taika Waititi. Um, but he found some inspiration from Guardians of the Galaxy. And you get that primarily with the tone. There's a little bit in the visuals, but the tone of the film is very much in the same vein as James Gunn in the first guardians movie. Um, it's extremely funny. Um, there are lots of great moments sprinkled throughout, um, that I found funny watching them a second time, uh, just as funny as I did watching them the first time. Um, the only problem with the fact that it is funny is that there are a couple of serious moments in the film where you kind of expect the joke to come. And sure enough, it arrives. Um, it's a super minor complaint, uh, because I do like humor and I thought that this film did it very well. Um, almost too well. It, it wasn't annoying or obnoxious, but to some degree you could see it coming. If that makes any sense. Something else that I liked was the new additions to the MCU in regards to other characters that, um, that got me excited and um, mainly excited to see where they're going to show up next in the MCU. Um, And uh, as we talk about those new characters, um, I want to talk about Thor's hodgepodge team, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, it's a very ragtag team that he kind of recruits at the last minute uh, because he's desperate to save Asgard from Hela. Um, I thought that the reintroduction to the Hulk made him feel fresh which um is really great because in age of ultron um you had a sad departure with him but it it was sad because he was sad it was sad because of the thing going on with him and and black widow but it's also sad because he was almost viewed as kind of an enemy um in some ways and then bring that up in this movie um But here we're seeing him as this beloved warrior instead of being an outcast. And um, it's even mentioned in the film, and this isn't a spoiler. It's just a kind of a, um, it's not even a plot point. I mean, really, but it's part of the film where Hulk even believes that Sakaar is where he belongs. Um, And so, again, there's connection there that sometimes you haven't really felt with this character and, uh, that was really cool. Also his chemistry with Thor, um, makes this a fun buddy movie and, um, not a buddy cop movie, but you know, the kind of, you kind of have a bumbling idiot, which sometimes is, um, Hulk sometimes is Thor. Um, it's fun. Um, Loki is also brought back, um, from the dead, so to speak um and he is back in full swing up to his trickster ways um but his character arc is interesting um we get to see kind of this glimmer of what kind of hero he could be um and he's a perfect counterpart to thor um and i'm always excited to see the two of them on screen together uh they just they work so well together and in this film, there's more comedy between the two of them. Um, uh, for those of you that have seen the movie, get help is one of my favorite scenes. Um, as goofy as it is, uh, it is just, it was really smart to add more comedy in their element. I mean, they're brothers. And I think of the way that me and my brothers interact with each other. There's a lot of goofing off and pranking and and you know, but I love them and I do anything for them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I, I think that that Taika Waititi has really also and the writers of the other writers in the movie, they've built upon what Joss Whedon started in the Avengers between the two of them, uh, because the first Thor movie was so dark, it was hard to. You know, they didn't get along at all. So you're seeing this story arc over, you know, three movies. Now, Valkyrie is a new character. Um, She's played by Tessa Thompson um, and she is the reluctant drunk and she becomes a very valuable asset to the team. And um, as is kind of the theme of 2017, here is a woman who is holding her own, when she's on the screen with Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, and Mark Ruffalo, uh, she doesn't miss a beat. She's a strong character with a no nonsense kind of attitude, minus the fact that she's drunk most of the time. So she was a really fun addition, and I'm really excited to see that she's, from what I understand, going to be in Infinity War. So pretty, pretty cool. I'm, I'm super excited to see her. Um, Jeff Goldblum We've got to talk about the Grandmaster Um He is Uh Very Jeff Goldblum Um He gives the um ah Performance that you would Um expect him to give And uh It's droll it's sarcastic and it's a fun Part of the movie um But I have to say That I probably could have used less of him Um He was he was a fun part, and that's definitely Jeff Goldblum's character. And they knew that when they cast him. Uh, So it's not bad casting. It's just I wish they could have done a little bit more with him, uh, but they definitely capitalized on this trademark that he has created. Scourge, who is played by Carl Urban, was one of my least favorite characters here in this movie. I like Carl Urban for what I've seen of him. I've not seen a lot with him in it. Uh, I've not watched Dread or Judge Dread, um, but I have watched the Star Trek movies that he's in, and I like him. I like his character. He's a little grouchy, that kind of thing. Um, but Scourge seemed like he kind of had to force himself to become this character. He, it, he didn't really embrace it. He he wore it like some uncomfortable armor. I guess I could say it that way. Um, it felt like he had to be put in the movie because someone owed someone else a favor. Uh, and the introductory scene that we have with him, that could have been the end of it. He, for me, he didn't play a pivotal role in the movie. He was just a side character that didn't add anything to the movie. And that stinks because I think Carl Urban is probably a much better actor and, um, could have been a much, Scourge could have been a much better character. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with him, if anything, in the MCU. Um, now we have to talk about Kate Blanchett because, uh, she played Hela who was the big bad, the villain in this movie. And I have to say that Hella was one of the best villains so far in the MCU. She had a purpose in this movie. She had a reason to do the things that she was doing and she wasn't evil for evil's sake, which is what we find a lot in the MCU movies. So it was really nice to get somebody, you know, a fresh face on the screen that had a reason to be as evil as she was doing the things that she was doing. Um, and, and given who she is, I thought it was perfect. Um, the only minor gripe that I have is understanding the headdress. Uh, it was cool, but I didn't quite understand it. Uh, it seemed like she only had to wear it when she was, um, fighting I don't know. Um, then again, I really don't know much about her character, uh, from the comics. I know bad me, but, uh, she had great history with the characters and they set that up very well, which made her probably, I don't know, one of the best, like top two, top three villains so far in the MCU. And, uh, that was, that was pretty great. Oh, uh, we have to talk about Korg. I, I don't want to forget to talk about Korg. He was a great addition to the, the cast there. And um, I, I have a little bit more that I want to talk about Korg in the spoilers section. Cause I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, but I do have to say, I really hope that we get more Korg in the MCU. Okay. So I've kind of outlined the characters. I've told you things that I like. Um, Overall, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. And as David Hunt said, um, because I asked on Facebook before I got started, what everybody thought of this movie. And I I think David said it pretty well. Um, He says, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had me laughing pretty much the whole time. In fact, it almost had too much humor. And you can definitely tell they borrowed Guardians of the Galaxy's tone. And it was definitely the best superhero movie released in November. I've got to agree. I won't go into details. But the other movie that came out in November will be the next episode. Um, Also, Maureen Bohannon commented and said, It was so good we loved the soundtrack, I have to agree. Um, she says, I have to agree with David. We were laughing so much, but it did help break up some of the darker moments. Kate Blanchett was incredible as Hella. My least favorite part was how just about the entire audience left before the extra clips um, during and after the credits. And uh, there was a nice little banter there where David said, it's like they've never been to a Marvel movie before. And Mo said, I know, amateurs. Stephen Arthur on Facebook says, this movie was brilliant. It completely reshaped the character of Thor and his world in a refreshing way while turning the premise of Ragnarok upside down. Can't say much. No spoilers. This show went the route of X-Men days of future past almost with recreating and reshaping Thor's world kind of floored me good character arcs and some great action scenes loved it. It was a very fun movie and I'm glad that it wasn't a summer movie because it had that summer movie feel but it was nice to get it at the end of the year um, as a fantasy movie because we need a fantasy movie at the end of the year. That's how movie studios do things. So yeah um, I I definitely enjoyed it for me I would have to give it a four and a half maybe out of five Uh, it it was really good there wasn't a lot that I had problems with Um, and for me it was really good to just go in and see a funny movie that didn't do anything to really make or break the MCU like it didn't feel like everything was hanging on Thor Ragnarok. Um, but it didn't, it didn't ruin anything. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, the ending of that movie, pretty cool. Speaking of spoilery things, uh, let's go ahead and talk about spoilers. Surprise. This is such fun. So there are easter eggs throughout this entire movie. I have talked um not at length, but I did write a blog post about respecting the source. And if you are reading Thor and other comic books that would tie in with this kind of story, you're going to see some interesting Easter eggs throughout the entire movie. And those are things that I was sitting in the theater going, Oh, I wonder if anybody else notices. Uh, so let me talk about some Easter eggs. One of my favorites is seeing Beta Ray Bill as one of Sakar's champions. Now you don't really see him in the movie. He is just a statue bust on the side of a building, but it was nice to see that little nod, uh, even though it would have been fantastic to actually see him, um, integrated a little bit into the movie, even if Thor bumped into him or something like that. Uh, if you don't know who Beta Ray Bill is, uh, he was given the ability to hold, to wield, uh, Mjolnir and, um, there's, there's history there, but yeah, he was one of only two beings, um, in the comics, to a degree, to actually wield Mjolnir, and now he has a hammer of his own thanks to Odin uh, in the comics. Yeah, definitely a, a something that I know people were talking about, uh, especially as Planet Hulk was um, mentioned. But oh, I love Beta Ray Bill. Uh, so I want to kind of go back to Korg. Um, I didn't talk too much about him before because I didn't want to spoil who played him. Taika Waititi was actually the voice of, uh, this, this dude made, uh, uh, entirely of stone. Uh, and it was a great comedic move. And the whole time I sitting in there, who plays his voice? It sounds familiar. I had no idea it was the director until the very end. Um, and he's definitely a standout character from the film. I think he took everybody by surprise and, um, I'd like to know if anybody didn't like Cork. Um, it was great, and uh, I love his absent-mindedness and and idiocy, um, if that's what you want to call it. Um, not that he played dumb; It was just he was kind of dumb, and it was kind of funny. <sighs> British humor, I think. Um. So, uh, we got to see some fan casting. Um, Matt Damon shows up as Loki um, in an Asgardian play depicting uh, the scene from the dark world where Loki dies. And um, that was, that was pretty funny that I got a lot of laughs in the theaters. What I didn't know was that Sam Neill from Jurassic Park um, portrayed Odin in that scene and was originally fan casted to uh, fans wanted him to play Odin and also Matt Damon um, was fan casted to play Loki for whatever reason. Um, also, I do believe that the gentleman playing Thor was a Hemsworth brother. He was actually Chris Hemsworth brother. Um, unless I've got that wrong. Um, I'll have to double check when I go and see it for a third time. Uh, but it was really cool to see both of these people in there and it was a nice little nugget that if you weren't paying attention, you didn't notice. Um, but I obviously Matt Damon was definitely the obvious one there. Um, but the other two roles that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, one thing that stood out to me was when Thor and Loki go to find Odin in the movie. Um, you might notice that Thor has an umbrella. He's carrying an umbrella, which seems weird because there's no, um, there's no rain or anything like that. Well, this is actually a nod to the comics because way back when, um, Thor actually had an alter ego. He could become Thor, but he was Donald Blake, who was a doctor. Um, and he he disguised, um, Mjolnir with, um, an umbrella. So it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, again, little nuggets. I love finding Easter eggs and, um, I mean, some of these I had to do a little bit of digging, uh, but, but a lot of them I noticed for myself. Uh, finally, a favorite, favorite, favorite part, um, was Stanley's cameo. Um, as a Marvel fan, as an MCU fan, you always look forward to seeing Stanley appear and you, people are pretty clever. It's become much Um, more entertaining. He's not just an innocent bystander. Sometimes he is actually in the middle of the act. And here he cuts Thor's hair, um, which is just a hilarious little scene uh, that just put a smile on my face. And it also made me a little sad because I was thinking about it the, the, the second time I watched it. I watched it with my wife. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm pretty lucky. I got to take... I got my picture taken with him last year, uh, at a convention along with David and it's going to be a really sad day, uh, when he dies and and we don't get to see these cameos anymore. Um, he's, he's definitely made his stamp on the MCU and (sighs) okay. I, I can't, I can't, I can't end this on a sad note. Um, so I'm just going to say this. There are plenty of other cameos and Easter eggs out there. Um, these are some of my favorites. There, There's so much to talk about with this movie, um, but it works better in a discussion. So um, I would encourage you to head over to geekthispodcast.com slash 4 and that will take you to the show notes. We'll be able to read the blog post attached to this episode. But please type a comment in there and let's talk a little bit about this movie. What did you like? What did you not like? Um, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more opinions on the subject. Before I totally sign off, though, um, I want to go ahead and uh, yeah, thank um, David and Maureen for commenting on the my Facebook post and, uh, you know, just adding to the conversation here. Um, I miss having other people on the podcast, and you've probably noticed that, um, but we are working on it. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that we might be getting the band back together, um, and that's going to be an occasional kind of thing. And that was totally a really bad transition from talking about Thor to talking about what's coming up in the podcast. Um, but yeah, this is the wrap up for the episode. Um, there's just, there are things going on behind the scenes that, um, I'm constantly thinking about and I think you guys will be excited about some of the things that I have planned and some ideas I have. Um, but really, you know, um, your feedback is super important and, you know, you can comment on our Facebook page, go to, um, facebook.com slash geek this podcast and you can leave a comment under the post for this episode. Talk to us about the the movie. Um, Feel free to message us and say, hey, would you talk about this or hey, I really like this episode. I didn't like this episode. Um, Start a conversation with us. You can even review us um, using whatever podcast app um, you're using that that just that helps encourage me and and us as a whole as a team to create more episodes uh so yeah that was not my best ending to an episode but i've had coffee i'm a little bit tired and uh you know that's the way things go on geek this uh thank you so much for listening to the show if you want to leave a review um you can do so you should be able to pull up your podcast app and um follow a link to rate it. If you don't know how to do that, message me and I will, I will be getting a video up to show you guys how to subscribe and how to rate and review the podcast. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, like I said, that's going to do it. Um, four out of five for Thor. And, uh, I will talk to you in the next episode where I'm going to be talking about justice league. Yeah. That other movie, it came out in November. Yeah. We'll talk about that. All right. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.